0: Guys, we have to do something different. We ready?
1: Yeah, yay When you're right, you're right. I'm just a publicist. What the f*** do I know? Are you going to the gym today? Yes, we, we do, do need, we need do we do the double-nine. <laughs> <Not, laughs> oh, no,
0: we no, be wait. clubbing. A.I.C. Hotel Group Productions.
1: Yeah, you send an email to payroll. We be clubbing. You can go home now. And, I, boy. I, I, I'm just trying to reach gold status. We be this job sucks. Welcome to the This Job Sucks podcast. I am here with AIC Hotel Group. For those of you who don't know, AIC Hotel Group actually came from the All-Inclusive Collection, who premiered the first-ever all-inclusive hard rock hotels in Mexico and Dominican Republic, as well as the first-ever hard rock golf clubs. Now we've expanded our brand. We've added in Eden Rock Miami Beach, Nobu Miami Beach, as well as luxury all-inclusive Unico 2087. And welcome back to the This Job Sucks podcast. I am joined today on the phone by Mr. Jack Maxwell. He's the host of Travel Channel's Booze Traveler. Jack, how you doing today?
0: I'm great, Dan. Thanks. And it's Jack, right? Not Mr. Jack Maxwell. <laughs> but I just feel like I'm, I'm this, still this kid from the projects who Got so lucky not only to be able to be an actor but to be able to do a job like this. Uh, it's just amazing. Every day I pinch myself.
1: So, Jack, you're originally from, from Massachusetts, Boston area, correct?
0: Actually, not only Boston but South Boston, uh, which is the inner city. Uh, a lot of Irish kids from there made famous by Goodwill Hunting and some other movies since then. But I grew up in the projects, which is my mother and my sister, so it's a tough road, but um. It was certainly worth all the lessons I learned.
1: So you went from the projects of Southie to traveling the world and and trying different drinks from all different cultures. I mean, so how did you get the gig?
0: Kind of amazing, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, it's very very strange. It's it's one of those things that if you believe in destiny, you would say it's destiny because it shouldn't have happened. Uh, My agent sent me on an audition that I wasn't not going to go on. I wasn't going. That's it. I had to do a movie during the, the time of the, that they wanted to film this particular show, they wanted to go out of the country, I knew I couldn't do it. And people really get upset if you go on auditions and then say you can't do the job because you're wasting their time, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so I said, you know, I just feel like I should go on. I, I woke up that morning sitting on my bed and I just got dressed and went, last second, I got there just in time, and they have scripts usually called sides that you have to learn uh, that have blanks for your name, and they have you read some usually just straightforward, boring piece of materials so they know that you can read into a camera out loud. Something like, hello, my name is... In your case, Dan, and welcome to, and it was called Drinks Around the World at first, Drinks Around the World. Today, we are here in Taiwan, and we are going to show you all the different, something like that. Well, this one, they they didn't have that. It was just improvisation and going back and forth, and they ask you questions, and they try to trap you real quick with a quick question uh, right in the middle of of a sentence to see if you could answer and be quick on your feet, which I totally get why they were doing that, why they were doing that. And I just, I just went on it. And I was loose and fun and free and just because I figured I couldn't do it anyway. And uh, I, the only thing more ridiculous than them offering me that job would be me saying no. So after a couple of days of auditions, when it came right down to it, and uh, they said, it's yours, I came into the room and said, uh, great, I can't do it. Oh, no. What? It was like the three monkeys. One had their eyes over their hand, the other one was bent over, a hand over the mouth. Over the, what? What do you mean you can't do it? Well, I, I'm doing a film. Why would you come on? Like I said, that question comes up. Why would you come on our audition that you can't do the job? I said, are you kidding me? I audition all the time. I never get the job. <laughs> so <laughs> Anyway, we, we worked it out. They waited for me to finish the film. And the day I was finished, um, the executive producer of the movie was kind enough to drive me straight to LAX uh, to fly out to Hawaii to start filming um, Blues Traveler right away. And that executive producer, by the way, sidebar issue, John Densmore, drummer for The Doors. So I got great stories all the way to LAX from our, our shoot, film shoot up in the hills. <clears throat> so it was magical from the very beginning.
1: I mean, there's definitely worse ways to start a gig. I mean, that's uh, amazing. You get some great stories. You get to go out to Hawaii. That's that's, that's the way to do it. So, uh, I, you know, a little bit about me, Jack, is actually I, I was a theater major uh, in college, and I took a lot of acting for film, and I definitely identify what you're talking about when you're talking about reading the sides, and sometimes they can be a little joy. Um And for for me, I, I ended up after college working on a cruise ship for a while. So, you know, I've done a little bit of booze traveling by myself. You know. Yeah, I think I think most of us have. It's so great when people come up to me and say, "Man, I do your job
0: already. How are you so lucky to get it?" <laughs> and, and which is which is true. You know, when I was uh, when I was on uh, Colbert, he came into my dressing room and uh, he. Said, I think it was him. He said man you got the best job in the world and i said steve i don't know if it's the best job in the world but it's the best job i've ever had that's for sure (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean what did you do on a
1: cruise ship man? i i used to to do the entertainment there you know i used to uh call the bingo and do the all the trivia shows and host karaoke all the
0: oh that's fun and you got to go on cruises for nothing man that's
1: great yeah it was an amazing experience Now, now jack i have to ask you what is your what is your country count how many different countries have you been to
0: Oh, you know something, I get that question, and I, I never really counted. I know we did 63 episodes uh, of Booze Traveler, three episodes of The Trip, and then I did a domestic-only uh, show called Booze Traveler Best Bars. So of the 63 and then The Trip, six seven 8, probably close to 60 uh, countries where we filmed, and six continents. The only continent we haven't reached is Antarctica, and until penguins start making moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> but when they do, we will be there.
1: I mean, I, I, I would look forward to some penguin moonshine. That sounds adorable and delicious. Uh, now...
0: Yeah, and cute. And so cute. As long as they're on the bottle, it'll be a big hit.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: you. Oh, uh... I don't like penguins, Dan. I gotta be honest with you. Whoa, I don't people like penguins.
1: This is a breaking yeah, development. I... What do you mean you don't like peng- you know why? penguins? penguins i tell you why, they remind me of
0: nuns, and <laughs> nuns used to beat us in school. Okay. I, I would, I'm i so old, I, I went to parochial school, and nuns were able to just kick the snot out of you. So we get backhanded all the time and slap with rulers, and, and I see a penguin. It just brings me back to those days of being a whack brain Oh, my Actually, goodness. Actually, it's not the penguin.
1: It's not the penguin's fault, I think they're cute, but somehow they just still remind me of nuns. We're going to have to introduce you to a nice penguin, so you can talk it out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea, that's exactly, that's what I got to do, I got to do some therapy, some penguin therapy.
1: Penguin therapy, I think think we've discovered something that uh, can definitely change the world, penguin therapy. So, there you go. So like I said, when I was on the ship, you know, I did a lot of entertainment, but I was able to travel the world. And I got to tell you, I got you beat. I've been to 83 countries throughout the world. Wow. Only the ports, most of them, but, uh, you know, I was, I was fortunate to go. Hey, and I, it still counts. And uh, I'm, I'm the most boring guy in the world, so I had a Heineken in every country. <laughs> but I'm sure you've been able to course. taste lots of different drinks. So what would you say? Was a, I, you know, I, number one, I was broke. You know, I was just out of college, and um, I was paying off my student loans, which was part of the benefit of working on the ship. You know, you got to pay off your student loans, and you got to uh, sure. uh, see the world a little bit. So, but the other thing is, you know, I I, I don't like change, and uh, Heineken is, uh, you know, one of my my was my dad's go-to growing up. So it was just all I really knew. Um, But I'm sure you've been able to drink all sorts of good things from from all different cultures. So if there was one drink you would say is your favorite, what would that be?
0: Well, you know, what you said, Dan, is very important. So many people, uh, Now, you did it for financial reasons, so I think that's totally acceptable. But so many people, uh, they perseverate. It's the same drink all of the time or the same way they drive to the gym or work or the same kind of clothes. Uh, the same meal every day. And because we're, we're creatures of comfort, and that's just the makeup of, of the, hu- the human condition. But I got to tell you, I've, I've always been, because I, I came from nothing, so everything was gravy to me. Even things that might have seemed strange or weird. I was always up for trying stuff. But the, 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 the show brought it to a whole new level. The stuff that I had to try, a lot of people would say weird, strange, disgusting, horrifying. To me, it was just different. Now, I, I, I got to be honest, and can't, I can't say that everything was wonderful, everything was great, it all tasted good, but at the same time, when a culture brings me in like they did, sharing their food, their friends, their family, there's no way I could blanch when, when they show me their drink and say, now we're going to have our drink, because I'd never insult a culture like that. I always wanted to be a good guest, and I told the crew, we are here as good guests First and foremost, let's keep that in mind, guys. And for the most part, uh, we all did. But it's, if, if, I, if I have to say I had one drink I had to spend the rest of my life with, which I would hope I mean, that would be torture for me. I've always been a rum guy though, because as a kid they remind, rum reminded me of, of pirates and and tropical breezes and being on the open water and white sands and palm trees which was the opposite of Boston, especially in the winter. So I was <laughs> like I was like trying different rum cocktails and I love tiki bars. A lot of people think they're cliche or kitschy or tacky even. I just like how it feels to be at a tiki bar, and they got some amazing drinks. Uh, on the other hand, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of a nice single malt scotch as well, and what goes into making something like that, or a good Irish whiskey, because there goes centuries and centuries of refinement into this, this wonderful golden ale, amber, drink, whatever you want to call it. Obviously not an ale, this wonderful golden liquid then. Uh, so I, it, it runs the gamut. I, I don't know that I could pick a favorite because I had so many to be honest.
1: Well, you know, one of the things that I, I've, no, I've noticed a lot in your um, in your interviews is that you tend to say a lot of other countries they have a lot more respect for for alcohol and maybe they have some different rituals. Have you participated in any interesting rituals that you'd like to share with the uh, the agents listening? Yeah, you
0: know, I, I've I've done all the rituals. That was, that was part of it. You know, in uh, Tanzania, I was lucky enough to spend the day with the Maasai Warriors. And they made me throw a club against one of their warriors. Uh, they would have a, a clay pot upside down on a big stick several yards away. And I cracked that. I, I whacked it. I, I hit it. And so they did a special ceremony for me. They had a welcoming ceremony for all of us. But then I got the quote, end quote, special ceremony, Um, they all gathered around the cow, not all of them, five or six, to hold the cow down, even though he's standing, to keep him from moving. Then they took a blunted arrow and shot it at the cow's neck. Didn't even move, like you didn't feel it. And it's blunted because they don't want to go through the neck, but just cause a, a, a puncture wound. And so blood will start spurting out. They know to hit hit, hit the artery or vein or whatever it's called. And so a big, big squirt of blood comes up. And they catch it in this gourd. And they mix it with honey wine. And uh, then we all, you know, uh, show our appreciation for each other, big hugs. And then, then you drink it down. And you don't hesitate for a second. Because if you do, they will know. So they're saying, look... You come to our place. You're doing all the stuff we're doing. This is what we're doing for you. And because I accepted it and drank it right down, and it was warm and silky, and it's all over my teeth. Of course, I look like a vampire. Some drip down the co- some drip down the corner of my mouth. But because of that, they had an additional ceremony. They slaughtered the prized goat uh, right in front of me, of course, which is uh, takes some getting used to. And then after that. They, uh, they, they cooked it, but they cooked the heart on a stick, on a spike in the ground until it was, it was done and gave me the first piece of the heart, um, which is an honor in itself. So it's just an amazing experience. Uh, not on my top 10 of favorite drinks for sure, but absolutely the whole day was uh, one of the most memorable in my life, never mind on the show.
1: So one of one of the things that I I saw in some of your interviews, I think it was in your Colbert interview, where you uh, tried the the reindeer vodka with the holidays upon us. I how uh, how can one acquire this reindeer vodka?
0: Ooh, that's a good one because it's uh, called deer blood vodka and uh it's very uh, i guess exclusive this was in siberia now not even in moscow so how uh how would they get that um wow i would think that uh i i guess maybe go online i don't even remember the name of it to be honest but uh colbert was such a sport he did uh uh, right down, a shot of that. And he was funny. He even said, man, I am reindeer hammered. Yeah, yeah. And I dare say, I, I I certainly agree, he was blitzened.
1: <laughs> uh, he certainly had a shiny nose. Because um, it's reindeer <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know how to get it, man.
0: Not too many people have asked me for that, Dan. If you really want it, I'll do my best to reach out. All right, you
1: let me know. Um, now, you've, you've been able to visit some of our resorts, um, specifically Unico in uh, Unico 2087 in uh, Riviera Maya, Mexico. Uh, do, you, do you frequently travel to Mexico?
0: Well, we did a show there, oh. and I saw more of Mexico than I had ever seen because I had been down to San Felipe with a friend who has a house down there, uh, Tijuana, of course, Nogales, because I visit Arizona a lot and I lived. I lived in Arizona as a kid, um, but the interior in Mexico City and all these other wonderful places and traditions, of course, and drinks I had not to be honest. So getting a chance to go down to Unico 2087 was great. I mean, I know it's Riviera Maya; everybody calls it Cancun. Uh, really great uh, resort. I, I just had such a wonderful time. I was there to uh, to speak, of course, to a to a group of. Um, um, honored guests uh that uh unico wanted to uh, take care of and say thank you to but for me i felt like a guest it was so great that i don't know if you've been down to that one in particular but uh, what a resort that is is. and everything everything is taken care of It's
1: wonderful yeah it's one of my favorites for sure uh now the a big thing happening right now in in travel and especially with mexico is there's been a lot of a lot of different news about uh things happening did you feel safe when you were in the resort
0: oh yeah the resort was fine you'd never know if there if there was a civil war going on 10 feet outside the property you wouldn't know it, it it's so it, you know it's, it's a great it's, it's a great combination I thought that it was contained in that everything you w- could want to do was right there but At the same time, it felt open. You could walk down to the beach that was not on the resort. You could go for a stroll around. So it was both uh, inclusive and open, but I I, I felt totally safe.
1: And it's great because it's really for that that person that wants to explore the region. It's not just for staying in the hotel. We do have our signature tours that people can take, and and they'll be able to see more of the region. Once again, they'll still have that confidence and that safety uh, that comes with the hotel. Yeah, I didn't
0: do that, but I I. I felt safe there for sure. I mean, I've been to so many places around the world, very little would scare me now at this point. But I, I, I felt completely safe. I, you know, it's funny you say that. I never even thought about my safety once while I was there, now that I think about it.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. Now, when you were there, were you able to sample some of our beverages that we have?
0: Uh... Yeah, I mean... you know, I don't remember the particular names, but you got quite a, uh, quite a handful of, of nice craft cocktails down there, which is me I'm, I'm mostly a, a cocktails guy I have a bear uh, uh, occasionally wine of course with dinner I love I love wine, but I like the art of mixology I just think it's a the perfect blend of art and science so I had a, I had a few cocktails down there, probably maybe one or two too many, which is why I don't remember their names
1: <laughs> yeah well my favorite craft cocktail uh, that, that we have down there is called the sinner. Uh, and you get that at the main bar, Balam, And it's like a pepper-infused vodka. It, it, I, it's the perfect amount of a little hint of spice, and it's so good. Um, so if you ever come back down, I okay. highly recommend it.
0: Are you buying?
1: I, I, I'll, pay, on you? The, I'll pay for every round. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm coming. When can you be there, Dan? Hey,
1: you tell me. I'll make my way down there. That sounds good, brother. So what was your favorite things about the, about the resort? Did you have anything that stuck out in particular in terms of uh, either the accommodations or the, the food, the drink? Like what stuck out to you?
0: All of it was, was great. You know, it, dare I say it, it, it didn't feel like um, you were in any particular place. I mean, it was, so, it was wonderfully appointed, the design, all of that. Uh, when you're in your room... Like you said, feel safe, feel comfortable. The great cocktails. But uh, between the pool and, uh, you know, the openness of it, it felt so uh, warm and welcoming. And, and the service is great. I mean, everyone knows to be great to the guests. That's the lifeblood of any resort, right? So the service, I mean, for people walking around, you, can, you couldn't walk past an employee without saying someone saying, good morning or good afternoon. Is there anything I could get you? I guess I never thought of it film just now. I guess I felt spoiled is what it is, which was when it's all inclusive and you feel everything's completely taken care of, including people being nice and wanting to get you anything, you're so relaxed because then you don't have to worry about anything. Even, even the worries of your life melt away because you don't have to worry about all of that. I think that's what, I, that probably, for me, was uh, the greatest attraction for for morning boom. All right,
1: so for, for, for you, what is the one thing in your carry-on that you cannot travel without?
0: Ooh, uh, that's a good question, because I, I have a handful that I need. I, I would like to think that it's my noise-canceling headphones, because I can play relaxing music through there, or something upbeat if I need to get going, you know, to for whatever reason. But also, it blocks out all the noise over the airplane, whether it's crying babies or people complaining they didn't get the right seat or food or whatever. I mean, it is exhausting, but I love travel. So those headphones, uh, they mean the world to me, not only so I can listen to stuff through the phone, but they also... Put me in that
1: place where I can actually sleep on a on a plane. Oh, that's awesome. I I have troubles falling asleep on the plane. I, mostly because I snore like a bear. So I don't want to disturb everybody else. You
0: wake yourself up. <laughs> you wake yourself up from snoring. Wow, that's pretty bad. You know you're a bad snorer when you wake yourself up. Yeah, and I, but I gotta be honest. I've I've done it. I've done it once or twice myself.
1: <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not the only one. Maybe the penguin therapy will help with that.
0: So, that's it. Will all the stores of the world unite and we will do penguin therapy?
1: <laughs> so uh, when when, happy, when
0: it, happy feet for happy night's sleep.
1: There you go. <laughs> Love. I, actually, that's one of my favorite movies. So uh, I hope it doesn't remind you too much of your childhood. You got you gotta check out Happy yeah, Feet a couple that, more that, times.
0: That, that's okay. I, I, yeah, I know it's a nice movie with a good ending and the the wonderful voice of uh, Morgan Freeman. So no problem.
1: So when a travel agent is uh, you know. Hosting a client, um, what is a, a simple drink that they can utilize uh, to kind of show off a little bit, but that doesn't take so much effort?
0: Oh, you know, I was in South Africa, and we we were uh, on safari, and the uh, the tour guide saw. Uh, for the first time in seven years of tours uh, in this, in this uh, in the state park, a leopard really up close, he was right, right near us, on a pile of uh, basically wood dust from termites, but the, the, the pile was eight or nine feet high. It was massive. It almost was like a, a hut or a pyramid. Just picture a nine-foot-tall pyramid with kind of a flat top, but it was all wood chip dust from the earth because there were billions of termites right there. And uh, he said, oh, that's a good sign. We should go to the tree. And I said, what's the tree? So he brought us there. And there's a tree that's so sacred in South Africa. And they do wedding ceremonies there. Uh, the, the local tribes just revere it. Uh, but uh, mostly for its fruit called the marula. When the marula drops, you have three days to utilize it before it goes bad. But the reason it's so revered by humans, elephants, they have found, make their long treks based on when the marula fruit will drop because only then is it good. And then here's what happens. Right when it drops, it has enough fermentation already in it that if anywhere between that and three days, the animals will eat it. After that, they won't because they get drunk. <laughs> there's enough alcohol occurring naturally in there that you see elephants sway. And you say, there's no way. An elephant that big couldn't get drunk. My brother-in-law is 250 pounds and he can do nine beers. <laughs> it's, not, it's not that. It's what it is is the they're not used to it they don't they don't have you know i'm sure they because humans got used to drinking at some point so we built up tolerances and it's that's passed on so the elephants would eat this and they get drunk and like i said they they go all around wherever that is to see when the fruit will drop because only then they'll only eat it on the ground because then they know it's um it, it it's enough fermentation in it then they saw baboons following elephants They said, why are baboons following elephants? They started eating it because they learned from the elephants, and they get happy and jump around. So humans decided this is probably a good thing, and they made an alcohol out of it called Amarula. Because in the Zulu language, if you put an A in front of something, it makes it plural. So it means marulas. So Amarula is the drink and you can find it most places. It's creamy though. You don't, don't get the pure liquor, get the one that's creamy. It's, it's like a Bailey's or something like that, but so much better. Oh, it's really great called Amarula, A-M-A-R-U-L-A. And it has a fantastic story behind it. So if they just told that story and poured the drink over ice, I think that would impress people if that's what you say they're
1: trying to do. Absolutely, I think that's a, I think it's a fantastic tip. I'm not going to lie, there, Jack. For a second, I thought you were telling the travel agents to take them to Africa and follow the elephants around for you know some fruit. But I'm glad we came full circle to the <laughs> to the Amarula. events.
0: No, you said drink. I kept I kept on point. It's just a long story. Yeah,
1: I'm no. sorry. No, no, no worries, no worries. It was an excellent story, and I definitely think that's something that. Uh, the travel agents can uh, utilize in your offices. So remember, guys, it's called Amarula, and it's from South Africa. So that's a pro tip right there. That's not something that you'll, you'll find But you can where. get it
0: around here. That's you the know, best part. You know, in the States, I'm, you can get it at a lot of liquor stores. Just ask for it. has a big elephant on it, plus the tree. Uh, sorry to interrupt you on
1: that. No, no worries. No worries. So um, one of the other big things that happens at Unico is uh, we have our – winter superbia as well as our summer superbia where we bring in uh, mixologists and chefs from all over the world and um, one of the cool parts about that is that we utilize different recipes we have tasting menus Um, were you able to uh, take advantage of of the superbia while you were down there?
0: It was this wonderful event and man could they throw a party we we did the initial drink I brought some uh, I had some mezcal shipped in So we were drinking some mezcal which is great obviously a wonderful mexican tradition 80 to 90 percent of the world's mezcal comes from oaxaca but then they uh they took all of the guests out which i was lucky enough to be able to go uh as well to this great tiki bar and they had wonderful food little um craft food plates and it came with drinks and everything and every guest i talked to was just thrilled to death not to meet me to have me there just the entirety uh, of, of, the, of, of the party that was thrown for them over those couple of days.
1: Well, Jack, thank you so much for your time. We really have uh, one question we ask to all of our guests uh, that we have on the This Job Sucks podcast, and that is, what was your This Job Sucks moment where everything was going so well that you kind of look around and say, man, this job sucks?
0: Well, you know, probably almost every day. Because to be able to go around the world and meet people and and be involved with their cultures and see all the great things of the earth. But but for me, it was mostly about the experiences I had with people. Almost every day, I would say that. But if you want one example, I was on a boat in Tahiti. And I remember it clear as day because we we, uh, broke the fourth wall, as it's called. So we showed the actual camera crew. And they were on this boat with me, and we were—they were jumping up and down on the on the netting that's on the boat to try kind to of wake me up because I was laying on it. <laughs> and we were sailing, we were sailing on this this beautiful blue water, clear as a bell. You could see to the bottom. It was maybe eight nine feet deep, but you could see it was like pool water. You, it was so clear and clean. And we were sailing to a place, um, an island. We were going to meet. Uh, the vanilla queen and she has all this vanilla we knew we were going to have vanilla rum and it's just the idea of being able to go there and meet her and drink rum with natural vanilla by the way the best the best vanilla in the world comes from Tahiti and then it's gone to Madagascar because we all know about Madagascar vanilla beans and all that but Tahiti Oh, unbelievable, and I saw the process and all that. But we were on a boat sailing in this, under this clear sky with this beautiful blue water, with the crew, with these guys I, I've come to love and, and trust. And we were in Tahiti, and this was called work. And I said, well, if this is work, man, this job sucks.
1: Uh, there it is jack once again thank you so much for your time as it is the holiday season um you know my family comes from puerto rico and we have a specialty drink that we drink every holiday called coquito have you ever tried it
0: i've not because i've not been to puerto rico one of the few places on earth i've not been that i'd really like to go um so i'll tell you what i will i will get you some hmm anything you want that i have access to whether it's reindeer blood vodka or Amarula, and we'll trade, and you'll give me some Coquito, and wherever we drink it, we'll keep away from penguins. How about that?
1: (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Jack. (laughs) Thank you for your time. Have a great day.
0: Thanks, Dan. It's great being on. Thanks for having me.
1: You can follow Jack Maxwell on Facebook at Jack Maxwell, on Instagram at Jack, and also on Twitter at Jack. that is S-O-U-T-H-I-E, Jack. And thank you for listening to the This Job Sucks podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like, share with your friends, and follow us on Facebook at the This Job Sucks podcast, Instagram, This Job Sucks podcast, and Twitter at AIC, This Job Sucks. Big shout out to Alex Nemesis for the music and the mixing. And remember, this job sucks.